with Matt and staying on, tried to stay under the salary cap, built a roster of all the players, and we went 16 and 0 because it was because I forget we pit Patrick Mahomes because obviously Mahomes like makes like nothing right now because he's still on his rookie deal. So I decided to do that with baseball, build a 40 man roster, but make it just because there's no salary cap. We wanted to stay under or at the league average payroll, which is about 130 131 million dollars. So Jack and I constructed a roster, and we want to see. And my roster is better. Yours is absolutely. Adam gave me the goal. He said, "Build a roster that will win the World Series." So this year, let's take a roster that could win the World Series this year. We're going to try to build that, and then Wilson's going to judge between the two rosters that we built, which one's better. Fair. All right. That sound good to everybody? So Adam, I'll let you go first because this was your idea. You tell me your roster. I'll trash talk you all I want, and then you go ahead, Wilson. Oh wow! Okay. (laughs) All right. Mitch Garver's my catcher. Okay, not bad. I have him too. I have Matt Olson. Ozzy Albies, Matt Chapman, Glaber Torres, Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna, Joey Gallo, Jack Flaherty, Lucas Giolito, Sean Manaya, Blake Snell, Jose Barrios, and then I've also got wait, that's the same players. Uh Josh Hader. Ooh, all right. Kyle Ryan, believe it or not, Aaron Bummer, Nick Whitgren, Chad Green, Pete Alonzo, Mike Clevenger, Yon Mankata. Pete Alonzo on your bench? Yeah. He's your starting first baseman. I just picked him because I forgot about the salary there. Okay. I, I these, Some of these guys would start. His start first baseman is Matt Olson. Matt Olson. I, yeah, I, might, I would say Alonzo probably starts over I might Olsen switch that, but like I, was, I would switch it. I'm just saying what I I kind of okay. just gotcha. picked him in gotcha. random gotcha. spots. Uh, Mike Clevenger, Yon Mankata, Omar Narvaez, Rafael Devers, uh, Verdugo, my man David Bodie, uh, Cody Bellinger, Mike Trout. So, yeah, these guys are – they obviously wouldn't be bench players. I just put them there because I kind of just wanted to make sure I had the salary. Cattell Marte, Seth Lugo, Evan Marshall, Shohei Otani, Mike Lorenzen, Luis Robert, Jock Peterson, Paul DeYoung, Reese Hoskins, Jorge Polanco, Craig Stammen, Andrew Benintendi, and then this player will not play, but his salary was actually still available to pick, so I put Bobby Mania as a joke. <laughs> yeah, Ken Griffey Jr. was on there, too. It's the yeah. guys that are still kind of getting paid just, just so, a little bit. Based yeah, the Mets are still paying. We pay- all know Bobby Mania. The Mets are yeah. still paying Brett Saber Higgins to like 2060, <laughs> something like that. that. But nah, I wanted uh, Bobby Mania because we all know about that one more. But okay, so quick take first. I like the fact you put Omar Narvaez right there. I think he's honestly the best offseason move this season from going from Seattle to to Milwaukee. I think that was a good job for you. So, there's trying a lot of wise. I I Matt Olson over Pete Alonso. Honestly, I really picked that because I thought I saw Matt Matt Olson first uh, because I think he might be making a little more money, and I know he's a way better defensively, so yeah. I just picked him. Obviously, I mean, obviously, like Mike Trout's not gonna be on the bench. I just picked him no. after, so I had because I know I had money yeah. when I had money left over. So I think they, the best pick out of all those guys was Cattell Marte. I mean, yeah, he, I, he was insane. Last I think year. I think he was fourth in MVP voting in the NL last year. Yeah, I honestly, Cattell Marte is gonna be a starter. He could potentially be a top three guy. But the only thing Chris has, Chris and I have is. Mitch Garver. I, I, I'll I, say this though. I'll say this. I like his style, but at the same time though, he he's only played one year. Like we don't know. We don't know if this was a blip or not. I only picked him because the thing is, like, I would have picked Wilson Contreras or Rom Wilson, but the thing was. Contreras's salary was listed at zero dollars, and I didn't want to pick anyone that had a zero dollars on it because their salary, because obviously they they're making, they're not going to play have for free. I Contreras on my roster at forty at four point five million. Wait, really? Yes. I swear, I thought he had zero. <laughs> excuses, excuses, excuses. Okay, That's whatever. all I'm hearing from Adam right whatever. now. Also, good shows. JT Romuto. Oh, I know. I didn't want. I wanted either way. I wanted to save money, and Fair. I have, my, and I also still have Mike Trout. So you're done. Fair. It's over. I have my. I've. Two of the best, two top five players at least. Okay, let's go to Jack. All right, so I also have Mitch Garver at catcher, but he's going to be on my bench because I don't think he's there yet. Fair. So Wilson Contreras is my catcher at four point five million. Okay. First base, Pete Alonso. Yeah. Tommy Lastella at second base because he had a fantastic year last year, right? Fair. Fair. He broke out. I mean, he's had his ups and downs, but last year was an up. You've got him over. I think. I think both both you guys know this since you guys Cubs fans, but like you know the story of Tommy Lastella on the Cubs. Like he was the he's like the best pinch hitter in Cubs history, I believe. Uh, (laughs) Went down to the minors at one point. wasn't sure if he still wanted to be in baseball. That was the story you're referring to when yeah. he was with the Cubs. But he came back last year, and he, he was and fantastic. He, he, he was almost an all-star, I think. Yep. I think he was he, an all-star He was, last but he year. missed. He was hurt. Yeah. Wait, so, wait, wait. You picked him over Ozzy Albies? Are you insane? Hey, I'll be the judge of that. Adam, I'll be the judge <laughs> of that. I just need to laugh at him. All right. At third base, I have Nolan Arenado. Best third baseman in the game. I think that's fair. That's fair. Glaber Torres at shortstop. Ooh. Christian Yelich. 
Probably maybe the best player other than Mike Trout in baseball. Never heard right? of him. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Cubs killer. Aristides Equino in right field. And, I mean, we saw what he did with the Reds last year. Yeah. Small sample size, but went absolutely guys, off. I believe, he had 19, yeah, I believe he hit 19 home runs last Something year. Something like that, like close to 20. Like. Yep. And that was in, like, barely, I think it was about 100 games last year that he hit that many home runs. Yeah, like, he, he was an insanely He won Gary Sanchez run. Mm-hmm. And then my other outfielder will be, let's see, who do I want here? Ronald Acuna Ooh, out right. of Atlanta. I mean, he's Smart. making $1 million a year according to Spot Track right now. I think he's probably far yeah. and away the best value at I don't know what his agent's thinking with that. I mean, he, he he's has still a, on his rookie deal, right? I, he signed a $100 million contract last year. So like, Did he? Only eight years. I mean, that's ridiculous. For eight like, years. It, goes up, like it keeps 20, going up every year. But yes. right now, you're, you're getting him at one mil. So, like, go ahead. Like, is this, if it, Wait. Quick question: Is this only for one year or for the future? This is for this year. So, yeah, yeah, so like, this year. Okay, so Him yeah, that'd be, that's con- a bargain. That's probably a, a big, huge bargain. Him and Albie's contract are so weird. Weird. Welcome to Atlanta. All right, let's move into my rotation. At the top of the rotation, I got Jacob Degrom. I think you need a number one if you want to win, win ball games in the playoffs, especially because yeah. we talked about winning the World Series. Uh, Wade Miley's my number two. Then I have Madison Bumgarner, best playoff pitcher of all time. Can expect him to step up in clutch time. We have a good enough lineup to make the playoffs. Let's just let the pitching carry us in the playoffs. Um, Rich Hill, the lefty, and then wild card here. I'm going Dylan Cease from the White Sox. Adam's giving me a look. Are like, you nuts? Am I nuts? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this. Is so wait, you're putting Rich Hill, Wade. Miley. Did you not forget Jack Flaherty? Uh, yes, and Dylan I, I may have made a mistake not going you to made Jack like Flaherty. over Jack Flaherty. You can find some a lot more value picks than Rich Hill. Wow. Okay, let's go. Let's move on. Let's move on. All right, all right. We're moving on. Just to point out, Wade Miley had a 3.98 ERA last yeah. year. 14 yeah. and six win loss. I mean, he was good. He was a good pitcher was, last year. He was good until and then August came and the guy became an other collapse. He allowed like what 17 runs against the A's um, in August and he was left off the postseason roster entirely. Like, I'm so disappointed. All right, all right. Jack. Let's move on. Bullpen. Uh, I'm going to have Andrew Miller closing it out. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Batances. I want him in my bullpen. Michael Lorenzen as well. And Michael Lorenzen's a two-way player. So yeah. he can give me Not going to MLB. Size of it. Pedro Strobe as well. I think he could have a nice little comeback here. here Ooh. Now that he's moving over to Cincinnati. Um, and then Trevor Rosenthal. Also another wild card. Big personality. I'm going to throw him in my You bullpen. have a lot of wild cards. I do. You got to take risks when you're going low salary. But a lot of risk. <laughs> All right. Now, this is where my bench is absolutely better than yours. I'm just going to say it straight <laughs> up. My bench is better than yours. You make me laugh. I have Miguel Andujar, Max Muncy on my bench. Okay. Um. Oh, another reliever, Derek Holland from Pittsburgh. I'm going to throw him in my bullpen. Mitch Garver as my backup catcher. I went Ian Happ just because of the versatility he provides because I needed I needed somebody that could play both in the infield and he's the He's not outfield. bad player. Like, let's be honest. Like, you got a lot of custom that gives him a lot of crap about him, but like he's not a bad player. No, he's not terrible. And then Mark Trumbo Ooh. and Victor Robles on my bench. Good good defensive player in Victor Robles. Yes, exactly. Throw him in late in games when we're up by a few runs because guess what? With my amazing roster that I just constructed, we're going to be up by a few runs in a lot of games. That's what I have to say on that. Wilson, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep this very simple. I like the fact that you're, you're, you're putting some risk in the, your bullpen because you have Trevor Rosenthal. Mm-hmm. Who else again? Um, I also have Don Ventitis, uh, Pedro Stroh, yeah. Andrew Miller, Michael Lorenzen. I'll say this. So like- and Derek Holland. That's a lot of risk you're you're taking right now because yeah. else, because outside the runs and all of them have problems. Derek Collins is useless against righties. D- Derek Collins was has but been he's ba- really good against lefties. Yeah, yeah. Tell that to the Bryce Harper Grand Slam. <laughs> oh God, that one hurt. Yeah, that's all. It's like you're, you're taking a lot of risk. Trevor Rosenthal, he basically didn't pitch. He he hasn't pitched in two years. But then when he did pitch this year, he was an other 
he was collapsing game after game, and like he only lasted like what a month in Washington. But three years ago, he was one of the best pitchers in baseball. That was three years ago. Well, you have to take risks. It's a risk. I understand that. You're but taking- when it pays off, my ceiling is so much higher than Adam's team right now. It's not even close. Now I get it. My floor is probably low. We may only win 60 games, but at the same point, we may win 100 games in the season. Bro, my team probably could win 130. Whatever. You're, 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 you're so... You're, I'm sorry, Jack. Uh, could, oh, you know what I could do? I could feasibly... I could go... I just, I have the MLB The Show 20. I could feasibly construct all these teams and see what no, happens. Oh, my buddy got that yesterday. He I, I might to, do that. Right he after literally this. went to Best Buy yesterday and bought t- to MLB The Show 20 because he couldn't wait for baseball season to start any longer. I pre-ordered now he's it. He's going to have to wait a little bit longer anyway. So <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So let's go to my final decision on this. So I'll say this. Jack has the Jack. He thinks like more like a GM today, but I have to give it to Adam. The roster is better. It's better constructed. He would win more Boo. games. And I would, I'd rather have it. I'd rather have his roster of Mike Trout on, basically on the bench and and over honestly Victor Robles. And if you think about it, like obviously mine's way less realistic. But like if you think about what what the situation is, you have 138, 131 million dollars to build a complete roster. It does not matter. It's not realistic at all. Yeah, it's like a fantasy draft where you're the only team picking because the yeah. other teams are stupid. But I'll say this: Can though. we go through my starting lineup really quickly because I think uh, we're uh, discounting how no, good uh, my starting I lineup say that right was. Now. Jack's starting lineup is better than Adams because the, the lineup you just listed with Ozzy Albies. Juan Soto, I'll be honest, Jack's starting lineup is much better. If I'm going to put together a starting lineup, so I have Glaber Torres betting leadoff. Yeah. Nolan Arenado in the two spot. Christian Yelich at three. I have Pete Alonzo betting cleanup. Contreras in the five spot. Then I'll throw, I don't know, Acuna in the sixth spot. Um, who haven't I mentioned yet? Lestella at seven. And then Aquino at eight. I mean, come on well, I'm now. A- I would say I would probably want to put Joey Gallo at DH for me, and then I'd put uh, um. What's We're playing in the National League, Adam. Get out All of here. All right, good, good, good. <laughs> no, Absolutely. actually, fine, fine. We'll take. The, we'll we'll throw care. the DH I, in there. I, I don't like you the DH. take Joey Joey Gallo. I'm gonna have Max put, Muncy off my I'll, bench to play. And DH then I'll for put me. Bellinger at my. And then I might put Acuna or Juan Soto in right, uh, Acuna in left, Trout in center, and then Bellinger at first. Try me. <laughs> Try me right now. But the, the, and screw it. I'll put Cattell Marte at short at second. But the yeah, roster you just listed had Matt Olsen Matt Olson at first. I, that's just because I had to pick the salaries. I just had to. I was the first salary I saw for a guy I wanted. Matt, so like, Matt Olsen, I'll say this though. Really good ball player. Top, top five first baseman in the league. I would say that. You know, well, I wanted to put Rizzo, but his contract's a little more than I wanted it. Also, speaking of MLB The Show and Anthony Rizzo, they disrespected his defense badly. And What's I, his overall in-game anyway? He's 83. Uh, I believe he's an 83-gold first baseman for Diamond Dynasty, but wow, his his goal, his defense is like silver. And so is like Freddie Freeman's. Freddie Freeman's, I think, is a bronze Freddie, or silver. Freddie Freeman's defense is really good. Both like. of them are gold glove winners. They, yeah. they shared Rizzo's the gold Rizzo's a three-time gold glove They winner. both shared the gold glove a platinum glove ago. before? I, mean, I don't know how the heck they gave him that. Defender. They gave Tim Anderson like a 78. Tim I mean, Anderson's not a great defender, really. No, I mean, they gave him a 78 overall card. I mean, overall? Oh, yeah. That's fair. I think that's right. Yeah. I feel like he should be a gold 80, maybe. No. I mean, uh, he, he did lead he, the league he in batting average. He can make a debate at 80, but at the same time, though, no one likes to bet that his, his his entire style is swing at every pitches he That's sees. That's true. My my one issue was that Kyle Hendricks is not the high, the highest Cubs pitcher rating is a seven eighty one. You Darvish. Fair. You uh, Darvish had a really really good year yeah, last year. Second half. He had a really good second, second half. half. I think what thing with Kyle Hendricks is he can't pitch outside of Wrigley. Yeah, that's his issue. I would. But if you're looking for a budget card to use, Andrelton Simmons is a really good card. Andrelton Simmons is his card when healthy, so the, good. When healthy, he's the best shortstop in the game, defensively at least, I would say. And then I, uh, the Ramon Laureano card. There, there's so many good cards. Oakland had. I've been playing a lot. Speaking like, of uh, Oakland, like, they have a great, great roster of Roman Laureano. I love Ramon Laureano. I, I I was I have an Oakland A's hat. I was playing. I was using. I was wearing it while I was playing baseball. I was wearing a Bears hoodie, uh, playing with a Cubs bat. And You're wearing, wearing a Bears Oakland hoodie Netflix. today. I know. I love this hoodie, even though they 
trash. And they did just re-sign Danny Gervaisen, which I'm very pleased with. Nice, nice. So I'm still kicking myself right now for missing on Cattell Marte in I'm our little very exercise there. You. That, that's a big one that I missed. Come on, 32 man. home runs Dude. last year, 329 batting average, 92 RBIs. He can also play, like, everywhere. I think I think this surprised me. Like, Cattell, Mar- Cattell Marte came out of nowhere to start. He was like, my friend, my friend uh, Jeremy, we had him on the show a few weeks ago. He said he was he was talking about how he could, he, what, he should have been, I think he believed he was saying he was and he should have been an MVP finalist last year. He, I think he was. He got. He had he some votes. He was fourth in the voting. Yeah, he was fourth so in the voting. He was fourth. Okay. Yeah, like say, I think when we say about Kenta Marte, like we didn't even expect this guy to be even this superstar. Like he was a an okay player before this year. Like then he came out of nowhere and started the All Star game at second base. I think second base or shortstop. I forget. But like at the same time, like the guy's gonna be. I think he has a higher season than Javi Baez. Like I'm gonna be honest. I might, that uh, might be fair. I could see it. I mean, he only sh- uh, how many times he, he had sh- a better year at the plate. He doesn't strike out as much. He's he had also a 389 more OBP a, last year. Bias struggles to make that also, difference between he, average. He and also OBP. Uh, he also is more versatile than Javi. Like Javi can only play like, in the infield. Like, well, when you have Cattell Marte, like, he could play literally everywhere. He could even play short in the outfield if you want him to. I like, mean, yeah, Cattell Marte. I mean, he struck out 86 times last year. That's ridiculous. 53 walks. His OBP was 389. What was his OPS plus? Uh, OPS plus 149. Whoa, that, yeah, that's, that is insane. He was I mean, ten, he was tenth in WAR last year with at a 6.9 wins above replacement, right between Christian Yelich and Garrett Cole, which is about close to MVP level. Yeah, most production. Certainly. He most only certainly. grounded into seven double plays. Yeah, and I mean he uh, hit. I think, I, but I'm, th- I'm th- thinking this. I'm pretty sure he he bat second, so like the double. The, the guy in the double plays was easier. Like, not grounding the double plays was pretty easier. Of course, but still, that's crazy how great of a year he had last year. Yeah. I think the, honestly, I think the Diamondbacks could be a good team sleeper this year. <clears throat> I don't know about their pitching, but I, like. I like their offseason. No, I think their pitching is fine. Like, I mean, we've heard about them talk, trading Robbie Ray away. Like, they have a lot of starting pitching this year. And I think Starling Marte, that was a great acquisition for them. I mean, I don't think the two are related, but like. No, they're you not got really the, Marte, no. the Marte crew now, I guess. The, the I Marte guess, Parte. The Marte Parte. <laughs> I remember when that was a when thing that in Pittsburgh. Thing in but Pittsburgh. now Pittsburgh is hot garbage, and I love it. The only team in the NL Central that might not be a legitimate contender this year. I think they're yeah, a legitimate contender for the basement. Well, yeah, yep. They are. I oh, do say we, that, too. Oh, do we honestly think that Pittsburgh can, could get 200 losses with the roster they have? Yeah. Oh, even if it's not, even I don't think so. I don't think so because like they still I don't have, think they're that bad. They still have decent players on that team, like Joe Musgrove, Colin Moran, Josh Bell. James, Tyone. I think they're probably right around seventy wins. This yeah, like year. Brian Reynolds, and Brian Reynolds. Like they, they still, they. I think they have potential to be like a seventy win team. I don't even know who they hired for manager. Oh, uh, he refused to work for the Twins last year. His name was Derek Falvey. No, it wasn't Falvey. It was, it was, I forgot what his name was. Derek Shelton. Derek Shelton. Yeah, I like completely... F- wow, they hired him on my birthday, actually. Um, nice. Happy late birthday. Uh, November 27th, so it's for, been a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I was... I, I I would honestly say, though, they probably have the... Pre- the I love Wrigley, but I think they have the most pretty... Par- the Pirates Park... PNT is probably the most beautiful park. I, and even baseball, honestly. Yeah. I, I, it's quite an argument. I think, I think that my top five ballparks right now are... San Francisco Oracle Park. I want to go so bad. P- PNC Park, Bush. Like you guys are Cubs fans, but at the same time, I like Bush. Yeah, I've gotten Bush a tour is of a really it. nice place. I've, I've gotten yeah. a tour of it. Yeah, it's a pretty place. I would also say Wrigley because of the historical value, and also when you watch those games, like it it's, looks like it's always a party. It is a party, especially when you're standing up after every fly ball. Yeah, and the <laughs> fifth and the fifth one, I think I put. City Field. Like I, really? I enjoy watching Mets games at home. Ooh, home Mets right. games. I like City. I was thinking Camden Yards, you know, out in Baltimore. Oh, Camden Yards is nice. Camden too. Yards is nice. I want to go. We were going. I was going to go to PNC Park this summer, uh, last summer on July Fourth for Cubs Pirates. So stuff came. We weren't able to go because a couple things came up. But I mean, I've been to Wrigley. I've been to Miller Park. I've been to Bush. I've been to uh, Sox Park. I do not call it that other name. Comes- uh, you, you still call it Comiskey? Comiskey Sox Park, the Cell. I'll call it that. USL your field. That works too. We. What I do you have against Guaranteed Rate? It's just a weird name. That's just kind of a mouthful for a baseball stadium. <laughs> okay. And, and then I've been... <laughs> it's rather than progressive field. <laughs> Where else? No, I actually really like... I've never been in it, but I was right outside. I went to... I've, we were uh, we took a road trip to Cleveland a few years ago. It was really... Actually, it's kind of cool, the area, because obviously it's right next to the Quicken Loans Arena with the Cavs. It's really cool, actually, that stadium, because you know what's weird? People don't realize this, but it is actually like below ground level. Like It's kind of like... Um, 
So you walk up there. It's like a main level. Progressive? Like, on the street. And then you, it's like dug into the ground kind of. It's like no wonder why they, why they had that wall, left field giant yeah left field wall that left field wall is actually main ground level, and then it goes down. It's actually really odd, but no. Also, oh yeah, Fenway. That place is beautiful. Yeah. I've been to Fenway Park. Fenway's I got nice. a tour. Fenway sitting on the green monster. No, is Fenway. Insane. Like, I understand like the historical value value of it, but at the same time though, when you look at like, the the structure, it's, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Like you still have like seats near a pillar or stuff like that. Like. It's yeah, not, well, Wrigley has that issue too. I think. Yeah, I also think. Really old I also think for, I mean, those are kind of the two. I, I, I talked to this with my buddy oldest. Jacob, our one of our buddies we work with, Jacob, who's host of Murphy Law. I think I talked about how my problem with Fenway was like you can't see any of the city skyline. Like you can't in the right like in day games, but like yeah. when it comes to night, like you can't all. I think that's also come. I think with Wrigley too, like you can see the skylines during the day, right? Yeah, you can. Yeah, like depends where you're sitting, obviously. Yeah, like those bleachers. Also. Though. Okay, now let's see, let's see, try to talk about our top five worst. I think two of them are pretty obvious. Tropicana and Oco are probably the two worst stadiums in baseball right now. Yeah, on it, that's hard. You know, this it's is going to sound. It's hard to rate the worst. I, I haven't been to every MLB ballpark, this is gonna be so controversial. I don't know how I can possibly. But rate wait, this will be controversial. I don't like Miller Park. Really? I, I really don't. I I just think it's kind of weird, dirty. I'm also like, I like the slide, and I've always wanted someone to hit a home run into the slide, but like, I just. I'm not a big fan of it. I really am. Well, if you I'm really not. You have to look at atmosphere too, though. Inside it just the doesn't feel right. It just you have the sausage race, though. That's the sausage race. You have the, the guy sausage race. puts it up another tier for you. You also have the guy signing right. down the uh, Bernie Bernie uh, signing down the side every home run. I want <laughs> someone to hit a home run into that thing so bad. Oh, you know what else is bad? Marlins. That one I heard I'm okay. is pretty bad. Okay, the, I, I'm gonna say this because this always infuriates me. But there have been two games that I do not like watching because they bore the out me. One of them's PNC. I just don't like watching Pirates games at night for some reason. <laughs> and the other one is I hate watching a Reds game at home. The, the, it just there's no atmosphere. Like there's not not no one there. Like it's boring to watch. Oh, you know what else I really want to go to? I want to go to the new. I want to go to the one in Arizona. That place. Chase Field. So, yes. You want to jump into the pool? Yes. That'd be fun. I want to go <laughs> into the pool. I also want to go to Angel Stadium. I my buddy uh my buddy Sam lives out there and he loves it. He actually went. I think he was at the no hitter last year, the combined no no for uh, the one after um, the unfortunate passing of, of, of Skaggs. He was, I believe, he was at the game, or he might have been there the day after that no hitter. That was weird. That was a weird day. No, let's not go into detail because we all we all know what happened. Yeah, yeah. we all know what happened. I, I think that arena place look, arena looks the stadium looks really cool. I want to one day. I want to visit every stadium. That's gonna be a pain. Pain in the butt to try that. It would be fun to go and just visit every single no, baseball like, stadium, not even just MLB stadiums, but minor league ballparks too. Just take one summer. It would you probably couldn't do it all in one summer, but just no. one summer where you visit as many as you can. Okay, just constant road tripping. That would be a dream. Wait, have you? That'd be had, so much fun. Did you guys growing up ever watch the show Ben Ten? Yes. A little bit. I yeah. did a couple yep. times. No, yeah. you, you, like the whole basic idea was the guys, the the three, the, a family goes around country, fit all around country while. One of them testaments to be an alien. I feel like that would yep. be. I've never been on a road trip before. Like, I feel like it'd be a fun experience. Yeah, I think it would be fun. Did you say you've never been on a road trip before? I mean, the closest. I mean, road yeah. I'm, okay, the closest the I've been to was going from St. Louis to Houston, but I was helping okay. my grandparents move. So, like, All right. I, I, does it technically count as one? I don't think so, but yeah, that's the closest thing I've been to a road trip. It's pretty crazy. All right, I think we're gonna take a quick break here. On the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm Jack McGrath with Adam Rosen and Wilson Tron, and we're going to be right back with the Analytics Association after this quick break. KCOU would like to shout out East Side Tavern. It's the bar that's bizarre. Downtown Columbia's best karaoke comedy club. With a huge selection of drinks and activities and themed nights every week, East Side is a solid place to hang out. Looking for something that smashes sports content and video game content together into one big late-night radio sandwich? Listen to Quarter Circle Backboard, a show in which your boy Chris Mitchell brings you the latest and hottest in sports news that you like and video game news that I like every Friday night at 11 p.m. on KCOU. I talk about everything from football to basketball to Street Fighter to Fallout to you name it. Is it worth staying up past your bedtime? Tune in and find out. 
if you love them enough to sit through their favorite boy band with them. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The station design with the student voice in mind. KCLU FM. When you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I'll dry them all. Last year, four million people graduated from Red Cross classes. One of them could save your life. Join them. my teenage son to be thinking how to deal with life's stresses and natural changes. I want to know how to talk to him about things he'll experience as he builds relationships. I want him to know I'm there for him. I just don't know how. Here is a resource that can get you started. Connect With Me activity cards have been developed to help begin the discussions. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and other resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Tune into High and Tight with me and my co-host Logan Perone as we catch you up on the latest signings, trades, news, scores, and highlights from around America's pastime. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and on our website, KCU.FM on the Blue Box. KCOU would like to remind you that Missouri Tiger football and basketball are brought to you by El Rancho. Catch every Mizzou football game and Mizzou men's basketball game on KCOU 88.1 FM and on KCOU.FM. While you are online, check out El Rancho's website at www.columbiamomexicanfood.com or visit them downtown at 1014 East Broadway. Thank you, El Rancho, for supporting KCOU Sports. Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. We are back. We just talked some baseball. I'm Jay McGrath alongside Adam Rosen and Wilson Tron is joining us today for this episode of the Analytics Association on a Saturday. It's been a good day so far. We talked a little bit of baseball earlier and I think we're going to dive in to some of our favorite March Madness moments ever. I mean, it's March. We're not going to have the ability to watch actual March Madness basketball, but that's not going to stop us from you. looking back on some of the best moments that we have I seen. kid you not, I spent all day Thursday, what, literally about an hour and a half maybe so, watching a whole playlist of all the One Shining Moment videos, and it was fun. No, uh, does Ooh, it, that sounds like something I need to do. I have a pl- I found a playlist on YouTube. I can no, this, is what I do, this is what I do when I'm bored. Like, I just literally search up best sports moments from this decade, and it's literally just a lot of them like March Madness moments, like I mean, half of it. Uh, my favorite one is every time it says that it has the Cubs winning the World Series, and it's so beautiful. I think <laughs> all of them have it, which is yeah. all. Yeah, I mean, you can't not, you can't, you can't have, you can't just not include that. You can't not include David Freeze. You can't forget, like, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, those. I think those two moments are in almost everyone's top ten of all time. I mean, those are great moments. I mean, obviously, even the Cardinals won, but you no, know, that was a cool, that was a great World Series. Can't lie. Uh, so best March Madness moments of all time. Favorite. For me, favorite March Madness or best? Best, I think. Go both. Go a little bit of both. I think. Okay. For, I think for best, I think we all know it's UMBC versus Virginia two years ago. See, I think that's a great March Madness moment. I don't even know if that's the best one though, just purely because the game wasn't I don't close the entire time. UMBC controlled that entire game. Um, there's so many after amazing halftime. Thi- after, after halftime, but there's so many amazing things that happen in March Madness. So many crazy buzzer beers and so much fun. So many fun endings. For me, those are the best parts. I, the Upset was unexpected in itself, but at the same point, I'm not sure that's the best moment for me. I think there's so many moments I look at. I mean, obviously, this one, obviously, their title got stripped, but I think, I mean, one of them up there for me is Louisville winning it after Kevin Ware's tragic injury. That was so cool to see them win that trophy and have him him cutting the net. That was really cool. Um, I think even though it didn't go in, Gordon Hayward's near buzzer beater. That, if, that, if that rim was one inch wider... That ball, or farther out, that ball goes in, and Duke goes down. Like that was insane. I mean, the I've watched, there's a Bleacher Report video about that whole shot, and like the funny thing is he missed another shot that he usually makes, like a um a fadeaway but um jumper, 
And then he, against a few years later, he's with the Jazz playing the Celtics. Brad Stevens coached the Celtics, and he made that same shot. And he went into the office to meet his former coach, but he said, "Yo, I wish that, that shot. That's the same one I missed against uh, you. Same one I missed against Duke." And he's like, "I wish I made that one instead of this one." <laughs> and <laughs> funny thing is, they're both on the same team they're now. They're both coaching. Yep. He's coaching them now. I um, just realized that just now, like they're coaching. They're back together. It's so weird. It's insane. The best moment for me ever. It's got to be the Chris Jenkins shot for Villanova to win yes. the national championship. I mean, a buzzer beater to win the national championship. Don't forget what happened right before that, though. Marcus, Marcus Page. Page. That yes. shot was nuts. People forget about that one. It sucks. That quite literally might be a top five game like, of I'm, all time. Oh, yeah. In any sport, yeah. just based on how that ended. You know what's funny? I, ki- I, I promise you, I kid you not. You can ask my, my dad. You can ask my brother. I said, before the game started, Villanova's going to win this on a buzzer beater three. I, and what do you know? I, I'm not even joking. I think this one, I think this one might infuriate a lot of Mizzou fans, but Norfolk. the time M- Mizzou lost to Norfolk State, Kyle Quinn and Norfolk State. Kyle right? O'Quinn, who I, somehow is still in the NBA today. Who is he on the Knicks? I think something like that. We were, I was talking about this last night. How many overpaid, ridiculously overpaid centers are there in the league right now? It's kind of n- insane. Like Bismack Biombo is making seventeen million dollars. The thing is, the guy was like a rebound machine in the playoffs the year beforehand. Like I mean, yeah, that was the same. I believe that Cristiano was the year that Felicio for the Chicago Bulls a little mentioned. bit overpaid. Don't there. Bring, please don't bring that name up. <laughs> that that name doesn't give some bad memories. You haven't had a center since Joaquin Noah. I'm uh, Wendell Carter's good, but he's kind of too short to be a center. But he and he's also not a good floor spacer. He'd but, be a lot better as a four, but. but he's He's not play a four, like he a can't floor space. Exactly. Uh, who, okay, what other March Madness moments are fun? Uh, the Trey Burke shot against Kansas in 2013. Yeah. Uh, he rose up. Kemba Walker, the Kemba Walker 11 game run in 11. Just all that. I mean, Anything obviously, Kemba Walker in college was, basketball. I know the, fir- the cardiac. one on th- cardiac Kemba, the one against Pitt was in the Big East, but still it's in March, so I guess it's part of March Madness. Yeah. Sort of. uh, I think uh, the Northern Iowa half. Half court shot versus Texas. Ooh, that, that one, and then the game after that they too. Blew they, when they blew a twelve-point lead in less than a minute to Texas A and M, and oh, Alex Caruso led Texas A and M oh, to win that yes. game. White, that was an insane game. White Mamba and Northern Iowa. They just hit that half court shot against um, against Texas. So at the end of the game, they didn't need to shoot a half court shot. With about five seconds left, they started chucking up half court shots purely because they thought, think, "Oh shoot, we can actually hit these shots." We're not the best shots, and it wound up in effect. I think losing my them the most game. favorite moment from oh, watching March Madness last year. It was my first year in college. I think my be- favorite moment was uh, the the ending to San Diego State and uh, Auburn. It was like like the, I'm pretty sure like, the guy missed a free throw, and they could have won it, but they, the guy airballed it like badly, and like Auburn, we all know went to Final Four mm-hmm. that year. And I think honestly, that that's probably the best March Madness moment I've had in college so far. How about Loyola's magical run a couple of years ago? That's, that must all have been fun for you. We were, we were all going nuts. In Chicago, that Everyone was crazy. back at school was going nuts for that. Now, I mean, St. Louis, like, for us, like, since you guys are in the Missouri Valley Conference, like, we were taking it very seriously. Like, yeah, I, thought, I would imagine so. Oh, right. I also think for the time Missouri Valley, it was like a stab to Wichita State since they left like the year th- that year. Dude, Wichita State, they're usually really good, actually. Who, who went there? Fred Van Vliet went there. Yeah. Yep. Dang. Yeah, they they have a consistently good program. They they would have been on the bubble this year. And you look at that Loyola run though. Every single game they played, Miami in that was run fun. was close. Miami, I, I I picked them to win the Miami game. Mm-hmm. I did not pick them to win the next game against Tennessee. Not many people did. I mean, that was an eleven versus three seed, right? Yeah. And, I mean, and then when then we saw two Cinderella teams play each other at the same time with Nevada and and Gun and uh, UNBC. Like I I said. I don't even know who to pick in this game. Like, both, <laughs> we want one. Of, we want one of them to win. Like, yep. I didn't know who to pick. Like, and then they. Uh, I found who they played in the Elite Eight. But like, oh, uh, but I. I'll be honest though. They were this close to making the national championship if they did not blow up against Michigan. Mm-hmm. Other oh. magical runs though. What about Florida Gulf Coast? Dunk City. Dunk City, baby, Lob City. That oh, was no, I, fun. Remember Middle Tennessee? Oh yeah, I was at school watching that game. No, it was a, the game they Middle beat Mich- the game they beat Michigan State and was in St. Louis. I I was watching that like, oh god, I wanted Michigan State to lose so much because I am not a big fan of Mike. I forgot who the coach Tom is. Izzo. Tom Izzo, yeah. My, I, my, one of my favorite ones was last year when uh, Texas Tech made that run because I had Texas Tech winning it all. No, all I, my I had them win. Okay, so many people don't know this. Casey, we last year did a bra- a bracket for fun. 
I picked Texas Tech to go to the national championship. Everyone from our sports director, director Elisha, Josh Neighbors, to even my close buddies, they were laughing in my face for that. Everyone was laughing at me. I don't know why people hated on Texas Tech people last year. Because they were how- boring to watch. That's the only reason why. They were so because boring they were to watch. They're a defensive yeah. team, and guess what? Defense wins championships. Because, of course, like that's what they, they were Old good. adages They were true. so good last year. People don't realize that. Like They had a great run. They took, I believe they did win the Big 12, too. And like Jericho, they won, that, I think they they won the Big Twelve regular season. They did not win the yeah. <laughs> they got hot when it mattered, and all season long they were looked great. And then they blew it in the title game. Uh, don't remind me that I dude. I, I had two hundred dollars on the line. I didn't even bet two hundred. I put five bucks. I think I, I think I had like five hundred bucks on the line. Worst one. I it was the they were gonna split the money between the top three people in the bracket. And I was forced somehow, and everyone ahead of me had Duke winning it. Also, everyone was done. No, I, I and then I, they lost. I'm gonna be. Honest, I did like three brackets. One of them I had Texas Tech going to national championship. The other one I had them losing to Duke. But basically, all all my brackets had the same thing: Texas Tech versus Duke too. And thank you, Tom Izzo, for screwing that up by screwing probably the best season of Zion. Of us seeing Zion, RJ Barrett, and Cam Reddish all on the same team. Uh, man. Ugh. Insane. That Duke team was just so good, but couldn't put it together. I think this infuriates me. Like, that was not Mike Chesky's best. Co- he did not coach at all that season, let's be honest. He didn't need to coach at I all mean, that season. He kind of had some dude named Zion. No, he could literally just sit on the bench, just w- watch, read a magazine, and th- they still win. Yeah. I legitimately thought they were going to go undefeated last year. I kid you not. I, then they didn't. Yeah. They didn't even win. They had so much talent, just couldn't put it together. Remember when Zion's yeah. shoe exploded? Oh god! I was literally that was watching that game with my dad, and I was like, I was watching that game with my dad, and I'm like, wait, what? I was like, wait, why is Zion down? And I'm like, and then this shoe exploded. Like, can you imagine spending two thousand dollars on those tickets to watch yeah. a guy the, for the main event to be done in twenty? Oh, that, that was like Duke UNC. Scary. That was Duke UNC. I forgot. Like Obama was at that game. Like, and, and the thing is, after that happened, like it wasn't even a game. Like it was a little blowout by UNC. Like it was over before it even began. Honestly, uh, that's nice. So moving on from March Madness, I think we're gonna go to a quick break here. This is the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. When we come back, we're gonna talk about a little bit about the things that are happening uh, happening in USA soccer right now. Some big news coming from that that has sort of been overshadowed by some other news that happened this week. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with the Analytics Association on KCOU. KCOU would like to remind you that Missouri Tiger football and basketball are brought to you by El Rancho. Catch every Mizzou football game and Mizzou men's basketball game on KCOU 88.1 FM and on KCOU.FM. While you are online, check out El Rancho's website at www.columbiamomexicanfood.com or visit them downtown at 1014 East Broadway. Thank you, El Rancho, for supporting KCOU Sports. That's a nice car you got there. Want to race? If you love fast cars and close racing, tune in every Thursday morning for Burnin' Rubber on KCOU 88.1 FM. Join Sterling Siemens. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's just a badge on a truck. Howie Step. How badly do you really want Kyle Larson, Rick Hendrick? And Justin Palmer. I've seen the footage. I've seen the pictures. Holy cow, this car looks amazing. As they break down the latest in NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, and other racing series from around the world. Hallelujah. Start off your morning the right way with Burnin' Rubber every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm going to let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. How was your day? Fine. Did you learn anything new? No. Anything I should know? No. 
Is everything okay? Yeah. Sometimes it can be hard to connect with teens. Use Connect With Me activity cards to deepen your conversations. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and other resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Do you like helping people? Do you think that sexual health education is important at Mizzou? Do you want to grow as an individual? Yeah, Lisa, that's definitely me. You need to apply to Sexual Health Advocate Peer Education, SHAPE. SHAPE is saving the world one barrier method at a time. Their peer educators give presentations all over campus in the Columbia area on topics ranging from abstinence and healthy relationships to anatomy, STIs, and barrier methods. How do I apply? Just Google Shape Mizzou. You can go to studenthealth.missouri.edu and apply online. Wow, thank you so much, Lisa. I want to be a shape here. Preferred Walk-Ons, Mizzou's most insightful sports talk from your favorite bench warmers, is now available to listen anytime, anywhere. After every Friday's show with Ben Krakow, Chase Phillips, and Garrett Jones, we post a podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Anchor Podcast app, and anywhere else you get podcasts. We're also on Twitter, at KCOU Walk-Ons. End your week with Preferred Walk-Ons, a part of KCOU Sports, and now streaming. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man, mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man, mm, man. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit, no time to waste. Oh, man, mm, man. Welcome back to the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. That's a fun song to listen to. I'll listen to it later, though. Um, we're back. I'm across from Jack McGrath and Wilson Trong. So let's talk about, I don't know, what do you guys want to talk about right now? Let's talk a little bit about the news in USA soccer. Recently. Oh, yeah. So Carlos Cordero, who was the U.S. soccer president, yeah, stepped down, and this is in in what was basically the pay dispute between Which the been, U.S. women's national team and the U.S. Yeah, it's soccer been going Federation. on for years now. It's been going on for a little bit. Basically, it had to step down because of the language that was used and because of basically what USA Soccer said in the suit as their defense. Uh, they said, the overall quote, the overall soccer playing ability required to compete at the senior men's national team level is materially influenced by the level of certain physical attributes, such as speed and strength, required for the job that was what the defense motion stated and it said it does not require equal skill effort and responsibility under similar working conditions comparing the women's game to the men's game which if you're trying to make progress for fem for female athletes in sport that basically just destroyed any argument they had because I, it, it, it broke down women's soccer and basically said it's not as it's not equal to men's soccer, even though it very obviously is. It's just a dumb excuse they made. I I, I, I really honestly don't want to say this, but I think what happened most was after Megan Rapino went off after that statement, like we just started to realize Carlos Cordero cannot be the, the, the president of that any longer. But, uh, but that statement, though, that's the most asinine statement I have ever heard in my life because let's be honest right now. The women's soccer team is better than the men's team right now. The women's soccer team has consistently won, gone to the World Cup, win, win Olymp Olympic medals, is the best in the business. While looking for the men's side, we can't even beat Trinidad and Tobago for crying out loud. We can't even make the, the World Cup. We missed it. It was disgusting. Like, I don't care. Well, I don't care. The women so are infinitely more successful. It's, an, it's a terrible statement by the U.S. Soccer Federation, but we should note that the men's team themselves said they are supporting the women's soccer team. Yeah, as they should. And, as they, they should. should. Because it's the right thing to do. Publicly, they should. I think they're, they have to. They have no choice for this matter. But I feel like at the same time, though, like, why? Uh, for the U.S. Soccer Federation, it's like, it just shows how corrupt and oh, 
They're so behind the times. No, but they're behind the times. Like we talk about how Major League Baseball is behind the times. Like they they stay in their own light. They do. They're always the last person to the party. But like when it comes to U.S. soccer, like they just say, "Screw it. We're not even gonna do anything." Since you're you're a woman, you're not gonna get paid at all. You're gonna get paid less than a man because you're a woman. That like, it's so sexist. I think yeah. we all admit this. It's wrong. You know, Carlos Cordero. I I would say I'm I'm just gonna say this. Bye. And I would say not to, but you know you can politely let the door hit you on the way out. Every door, please. You deserve it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, he'll be replaced by obnoxious. Cindy Parlow Cohn, who had, was the vice president of the Soccer Federation before. So some shifting, some changes up. We'll see where that suit goes from here. It's going to continue going. It's been a long process, as it has been, and I'm assuming we won't get our distinct answer anytime soon. So let's talk baseball again because I, I, I like our little segment earlier about building our roster. And we were talking about the Diamondbacks Yours earlier. is a losing roster. Mine is not a losing roster. Tr- oh, dang. Oh, my oh, oh feisty. I'm mad. This is not, I was judge my, of this. I, I'm not going to I think I think Jack had the right idea if you were a real like baseball GM. But this is like a predictive game. So, like, Adam had the better roster, obviously. Okay. But, like, you had the right mindset of a legitimate Define baseball that. GM. How is it different being making a better roster versus having the mindset of a GM? I think for me, it's more realistic. Because yours is, for me, I think more, you're, for yours, so you're thinking, you're looking for ways to win. You're not doing what Adam is. Find the best players. Find, just based on talent, you're trying to find, you, you're making bets. You're, you're making decisions that no one would expect. Like, have you? Did you guys watch the movie Moneyball a couple years? Yes. Great yep. movie. Like, I you feel have like to the, think outside the box. You outside. can't be doing what everybody else is doing yeah, you, when you have to stay. Yeah. When you can't pay the top guys. Yeah, all I feel the that's time. what you you were doing. Like, you're you're you're, 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 you're thinking outside the box. You're you're finding your, your Scott Hatterberg. You're finding your Jeremy Jambi. You're finding your I forgot who the side armor was in that movie. Like, but like my point remains. You're 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 thinking outside the box, which I feel like you make a better GM than Adam would. Ooh, yeah. all right. I like that. No, I, would I like agree that. With that. There we go. <laughs> but my franchise rebuilds and MLB the show disagree. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's sure. a show. I can literally make out 160 162. I'm currently. And, uh, it's also a lot easier when all the players are already rated for you in yeah. a game where you have a distinct overall rating I'm of how good like, they're like today, like you they are bad. You have to literally use like OPS plus you have to use basic stats to help you like and else you also have to come up with the money like and MLB the show like it. Negotiations aren't that hard in MLB the show. I that means that it's a super also, fun game. The trades are so dumb. Like they tra- in the game, I was doing um, what was it? I think I was doing a raise rebuild, and then randomly I got a notification: Anthony Rizzo traded to the Brewers. And I'm like, yeah, I wanted to puke. And I wanted to puke. I know it's a video game, but still, bro, no. I'm right now. I'm working on the um, what do you call? Okay, it? who would you rather get? Who would you rather get rid of? Bryant or Rizzo? That's a good question. I think it's got to be Bryant. I mean. Adam's shaking your head here. No, I'm I, agreeing. Yeah. Rizzo's more valuable in terms of what they, in terms of like what he, what pay, he means. Pay wise too. Who would you have? If uh, we, I know, okay, we say that's crazy to have Anthony Rizzo traded from the Cubs, but like uh, literally a month ago, we were talking about how Chris Bryant and Nolan Arenado could be flip flops straight one up. One for one. One for one, which would be even crazier. I mean, nothing's off the table at this point. We've seen crazier okay. stuff. Okay, I'll say this. So, if that shit actually happened, I would literally give the Cubs all. I was just literally just. I would not want to play the Cubs at all. Like, the fact that he just got Chris Bryant for Nolan Arenado straight up is. Oh, God. I mean, it, it would have been a crazy trade. It didn't make sense no, for no, either team at no the one, time. It, it made, no one thought it would make sense. Like, But they were entertaining the, the idea, reportedly. The fact that he even floated up the idea is. Oh, God. Uh, oh yeah. Also reminds me, I just got this. Te- I just got this notification. Apparently, Trevor Bauer is trying to make a a Sandlot baseball game in yeah, Arizona. I did see that. Ooh, that could be fun. And apparently, Tommy Pham of the San Diego Padres, he already said he wanted to join in. Like a lot of people are joining in, including Mike Clevenger, Blake Snell, wanted to come in, but his his team plays in Florida, so he couldn't. But. And people don't see this, but Adam has a straight face right now. Like, explain, buddy. Yeah, Adam's looking surprised over here. I'm not sure no, what he's thinking. No, this is something else. 
I'm I'm scrolling on Twitter and it's been a, it's a video someone said of them a year ago. This video was and it's this mom and dad picking their son up so, uh, from school, surprising them that Ha Ha Clinton Dick signed with the Bears last year, and the kid's super excited. And then Ha Ha Clinton Dick said it his hit me so hard. Definitely thought about Danny, the kid's name, before I signed with the Bears. Might and then he might do bat flip backflips when he hears the latest news. Oh, hashtag Bear Down. Interesting. Oh, so is that. Does that mean Hawk Index is coming back? I'd be very pleased with that, that one. I mean, that's what it sounds like from that tweet. Big. I'm not going to speculate too much on it. That's cool. Though. But that's what that implies <laughs> yeah. a little bit there. Yeah. And obviously, Dan Sherathan back, but that Nick Kwiatkowski's gone for sure. Mm-hmm. Kwiatkowski? I, I don't know if I ever say that name right. Brady to the Bucks. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, let, so let's final thing before we all. This is probably our. Our last show for a little while. For a little while, uh, most definitely. Probably this is our last show of the 2019-2020 season. Mm-hmm. So let's bring this question before we sign off. But what has been your favorite KCOU moment for you guys? Wow, that's a tough one. There've been so, so many good ones. Um, if man, I, oh. I love calling games. I love doing so this. Being able to go and call Missouri sports was fantastic. I mean, just doing this show with Adam. It was fun. We've had some great discussions here. We've learned a lot. I love it. It's so much fun. It was, we had somebody call into our show. We've had guests on our show. It's been awesome to bring people in and just talk to them and pick their mind about sports. And It's been a really interesting experience, and I'm happy that I've got to learn so much. Couldn't say it any better myself, except for that Bennett's trash. Wow. <laughs> Once again, Adam likes to talk trash about my think, high school's basketball team, even though we're consistently better. We than beat you team. this year. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think for I think for me, my best my I I had some great moments on on KCU. I went off on Barry Odom last last semester. I called him. I remember I'll, that one. I called him a lot of things. I think everyone Whoa. did. I think I, I I went I just went off after just being so annoyed with the football team. But I think my favorite moment was just me. Mean you, mean just the new people around here, like you. I loved hanging you, out, you, you, uh, Jack and Adam. I think Adam. I think we we talked about this. Like I did not like you at first. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think I saw that. I was a little obnoxious. <laughs> no, I'll admit it. I was obnoxious. Also, like, you you tended to like. I'll be let's be honest. You tend just to disagree with everyone on. Oh everything no, I know for no complete there. reason. I definitely did that, and I kind of then after I, like I got annoyed. back from spring break that, and I started. That just annoyed up. me. Then then I see you. I, then we got to know each other more this semester. Like, yeah, it makes sense. I, I started liking you. Like, you can't take people on their first impressions. Like, you have to know them. I think that we should. You can't ju- judge a book by its cover. Yep. I just enjoyed hanging out in the studio. That was fun. That was fun. Laughing at people for using Yahoo as their main browser, which is just. Who oh, uses my. Yahoo as their main browser? Jimmy. Come on, man. Jimmy Files? Come on, Jimmy. We love you, but no. <laughs> and then Nash. Come on, you're joking about the Chapman trade. I would. Trade that make I would trade Glaber Torres for Oldest Chapman in 2016 in a heartbeat. A Anyone thousand times. would. They got a World Series. I don't care what. Don't you, mean a thing without the I don't ring. Care. They got the ring. I don't care if Glaber Torres breaks the home run record. I want that World Series ring. So Wilson, you brought it up. This could be our last show for, for a, a good months. little while here on KCLU for the Analytics Association, and I think that's going to do it for us here today. So Wilson, thank you for joining us. No problem. No problem. So I'm Jack McGrath, and for my partner. Adam Rosen, thank you for joining us on the Analytics Association. We'll try to keep you updated on when we'll be back on again. But thank you for listening. This is, once again, the Analytics Association on KCOU 88.1 FM. And thank you for joining us.